Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Anyone else here a people pleaser? I really hope I'm not the only one. For being um, one of the easiest words to pronounce and probably one of the first words that we ever say as kids, the word no on adults is really, really difficult. I am just as guilty as this as the next person. Why is it so hard to say no? Well, as a people pleaser, I can tell you that I don't want to disappoint somebody. And if I'm being really honest, I may sometimes want to earn brownie points with somebody else. It makes us feel good to be the one who's needed and helpful and who cares. And we like being the person who's called and who is the steady and dependable one. But do you ever want to say no, but you just feel obligated? Or do you feel so burned out sometimes that you know you should say no, but you just can't bring yourself to do it? Do you resent anything you're asked to do because you don't know how to say no? And if so, then you may be a people pleaser. This is something that I've learned over the past few years, and I know I'm still working on it. If we are running so low on energy, constantly being pulled in every different direction, and resenting our lives and our tasks at every turn, how on earth can we expect to be open to God's voice for where he wants us to be? And the Bible talks to us about this in several places. Galatians is one of them. And it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Doesn't that one just hit straight to the gut? If I, if I am trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And why is that? The Bible is extremely clear that we can only have one master. And as people pleasers, it's awfully easy to make people our masters rather than God. And it starts when we decide that we want to win their approval. Whether by not disappointing them or by wanting to earn those brownie points. But then from there, where does it stop? There was one year in my life where I overwhelmed myself with commitments. The year before that, I had spent six months in the Caribbean on a mission trip and spent the remainder of that year taking life a little bit slower, reacclimating to America and all that stuff. Um, and then I moved and I started a new job and began attending a new church. I was so excited to get involved again and was so ready to start establishing myself in this new community and have things to do. So I pushed the gas pedal. I joined a small group. I volunteered in the nursery on a monthly basis. I volunteered at youth group every Wednesday. I was managing two companies, so I was working quite a bit and had a side cleaning gig um, that took about five hours a week. And that's just the things that I remember. Um, I was quickly wiped out. I was feeling so unappreciated in my volunteer positions. And I was exhausted from everything that I was doing. And I had a bad attitude about almost all of it. 
but I had chosen that route. So I felt like I also couldn't really complain about it, although that didn't necessarily stop me, I'll be honest. Um, But I needed to let up on that gas pedal and I needed to do it really quickly or I was going to burn out. So the nursery position, as much as I love holding babies, um, and it was only once a month, it was the easiest to let go. It wasn't a great fit anyway, so I, I knew that it was probably better in the end if I didn't spend my time and energy there. Um but that was the one that needed to go first. And that helped a little bit, but since it was only once a month, I need to to let up on more. But I didn't. Because as a people pleaser, I have a hard time backing out of a commitment, which is a good quality to have, I guess. But in this situation, I probably could have used a little bit less of that. Um, the nursery was easier because in that situation, there were many other volunteers to fill that, that small space that I had left. Um, but the youth group was a completely different story. I wanted to fulfill my commitment to the church leaders and to my co-leader of the small group and our sixth grade girls that we were leading. Looking back, I'm glad I didn't back out because I did gain a very valuable friendship out of that situation, but it was a really hard year for me. And I learned a lot about pacing myself. The best resource I've found on this topic is called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkist. And she is one of my all-time favorite authors and just is constantly speaking truth. And this book in and of itself was super life-changing for me. And one quote from that book says, The decisions we make dictate the schedules we keep. The schedules we keep determine the lives that we live, and the lives we live determine how we spend our souls. Don't you just love that? So the question becomes, how are you keeping your schedule? Can we honestly say that our schedules reflect living our lives for Christ? Saying yes to things just to help out has a good heart behind it, don't get me wrong, but it's not always helpful, and it's not necessarily always where God wants us to be. So maybe the Lord did tell you to watch your neighbor's kids while she went Christmas shopping. And if so, I'm so glad that you listened. But how often do we make that decision in a split moment of time, feeling obligated a lot of those times, and not even consider the consequences, whether positive or negative? We probably have the thought of, well, God always says to serve others, so I guess I should do this. But if we can think that even for a split second, then we can probably go quickly down a list and ask ourselves, what is this going to take? It's important to acknowledge that helping others requires a sacrifice. And that's not a bad thing. Christ calls us to lay down our lives for others. But it's important to ask yourself, how will this affect my real life schedule? Is it going to put you behind on an, on actual deadlines that you have to meet? So if you're a high school or you're a college student, you may struggle with this when you're asked to babysit or nanny. Another question is, does your family need you more right now? So a mom who is being asked to make a commitment in her evenings will need to evaluate this. How is it going to affect your emotional well-being? Well, if you're already overwhelmed with life's demands, you need to ask this question about whatever task you're being asked to add right now. 
It isn't helpful to others when we have when we feel so taken advantage of or are so stressed that we're resenting helping them. And it's also not helpful when we are already stressed out to the max that all we can offer is a half-hearted job at whatever it is we're doing for them. We don't serve the other person and we aren't helping ourselves either. And if we aren't being the best version of ourselves in those situations, are we actually serving Christ? I guess at this point, it kind of might sound like I'm saying, well, say no to everything just for the practice. And I'm definitely not because although I will be honest, practice might be what some of us need. But I want to encourage you to lay down your people pleasing ways and be open to the Holy Spirit leading these decisions. So the year that in my life that I just told you about, I made many of those volunteer decisions on my own. Yes, I did feel called to the youth group position, but I wanted the nursery position. The thing is, is there are other commitments that were tagged on to both of those that I wasn't originally aware of. And because I just kind of barreled through with my own decisions, among many others that year, I left no room in my schedule or my heart for that matter, to let the Holy Spirit lead me in the moment. My schedule was stuffed full, so I didn't have, I didn't have time for anything else. And by that point, my heart was pretty closed off too, so I wasn't even listening. If we leave ourselves open, at least somewhat, we can be open to God working in amazing ways. Now, I want to be very clear. I am not saying that we should never say yes to a commitment or say yes at all because I do believe that we are called to serve others. But I do believe there is a balance. And for those of us who tend to be more people pleasers, we don't we often don't have that balance and we say yes to everything that comes along. And what I'm really encouraging you to do is to first seek the guidance from the Holy Spirit instead of going straight to our people pleasing heart. Because it's then that we're going to say yes out of obligation or because then we are liked better or, oh, then this person owes me a favor. And instead, we can, um, by seeking the Holy Spirit, we can have God's heart in the situation and hopefully make a better decision that has more positive outcomes. Leaving your schedule open allows you to be able to say yes last minute when your friend calls you crying and she needs to come over. Or when you found out somebody you know just had a baby and she needs some extra help around the house. Leaving your heart open allows you to be able to be positive and looking for ways to bless others spontaneously, not just in this rigid schedule. If we're listening, the Holy Spirit will guide us to make those decisions. Generally, decisions that require us to make like regular or longer term commitment also gives us time to think through those decisions. Like I didn't have to make the youth group decision that Sunday. You know, I had time to think about it. So next time you have a decision like that to make, pray about it and evaluate it. What sort of sacrifice will it require? And is it going to be one that God is calling you to make? That's what the Holy Spirit is here for. To guide us and to help us make wise choices in our lives. And you know, sometimes we are going to make the wrong decisions because we are human. (laughs) But when we do, 
God gives us grace in those situations. So we can give ourselves some grace in those situations too. It's not an end result. It's simply a mistake. And we can do our best to reconcile that and move on. Maybe we said yes to the wrong thing. Or maybe we said no to the wrong thing. But when we use the wisdom from the Holy Spirit to make decisions today, they will still be good tomorrow. It makes me think of like commitment remorse or something, you know, like buyer's remorse, except when you make a commitment to something that you didn't think through. You didn't think through the consequences. So we need to lean on the Holy Spirit to guide our schedule. Lisa Turkus also says in her book, a woman who lives with the stress of an overwhelmed schedule will often ache with the sadness of an underwhelmed soul. That just reminds me that above all else, I need to put Christ first and make sure that I am in tune with the Holy Spirit's voice because that's what's going to overwhelm my soul. If I'm not leaving any time in my schedule to listen to him and spend time with him and foster my relationship with the Lord, I am going to end up with an underwhelmed soul. Another way that we people please is when we agree to do or say things that others want us to in our own lives. So for example, if a parent really wants you to go into a certain career field, or a friend is desperately asking you to attend the same college that they're going to, or perhaps you're told to take certain classes or maybe go to certain events, volunteer with uh, specific organizations. Maybe you're being told um, by somebody what to say in a specific situation or you're being lectured on how to run your business. Here's the deal. Maybe even most times, these people who are telling you what to do really do have your best interests at heart. And they probably oftentimes have very solid advice that you should at least consider. And what I want to encourage you to do in these situations is listen to their advice, pray about their advice, but don't allow somebody else's voice to cover God's voice in your life. Make sure that God has the loudest voice in your heart. I'm guilty of this. I have let my parents, my siblings, or even my friends tell me what I should do, even though in my heart I disagree or I know that it's not the right choice for me. They're not trying to lead me astray or lead me away from the Lord. And I know that and I need to recognize that. But in the end, only you can say where the Holy Spirit is leading you. And he can absolutely use other people to lead you in the right direction too. And that's why this discernment is so important. For me, this is where I don't want to disappoint people. Because sometimes I will take others' suggestions as being what they think is the right thing to do. As in, there is a right versus wrong. And I don't want to be wrong, so I choose the route that the most people think I should take. And it's poor decision making. And it's the definition of people-pleasing because I'm allowing other people's opinions to dictate what I'm doing instead of praying over them and asking the Holy Spirit for guidance in regards to their advice. Someone once said that the only thing wrong with trying to please everyone is that there is always at least one person who will remain unhappy, you. Now, I know that's not always true, but I do believe that there is some truth to that statement. And I am not advocating that our goal in life is to be happy. 
Um, God didn't call us to live a life of happiness. He called us to live a life for him. However, that is not to say that it's wrong to have enjoyment um, when living that life for him. So there are times when it's, of course, good to make decisions um, that are as long as they're still honoring to him. And we feel like it is on the path that he has for us. It's obviously good to enjoy that and enjoy things. Maybe it's a college degree that you're going for, or maybe it's a career path that you want to take. The thing is, once again, that we can't be making those decisions based on other people's desires or opinions unless we have specifically prayed over them and also feel it from the Lord. Choosing what somebody else wants you to choose will tend to lead to regret and resentment. Resentment towards both the job you took, if it was the job decision, and towards the person who told you to take it. So this is why making sure that you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, and then, of course, wisely accepting suggestions and advice are good and and valid ways to combat the temptation to please people in this way. So then there's another form of people pleasing. And that comes in the form of agreeing with people because we don't want to cause waves. I hate confrontation. It's like the most Minnesotan thing about me. I hate it. It makes me uncomfortable and unliked and it has the potential that I'm going to hurt others' feelings and I don't want to do that. But I have learned that I would much rather speak up for what I believe in than be um, complicit in something that I disagree with. Several years ago, my church was voting on a decision. And as a member of that church, I had a vote that I could cast as well. Um, I knew what the majority of the congregation was going to be choosing. And even though it was completely anonymous, I didn't want to be the only one to vote the other way. Isn't that silly? It's anonymous, but I didn't want to be the oddball out. Nobody would know it was me. Um, I had very strong feelings about this, but I didn't stand for my beliefs. And of course, the choice went the way that we all expected it to go. But I didn't stand up for my beliefs. And I, I regret that. It would have been the easiest way for me to stand up for my beliefs. No one would have ever known what way I voted. And to be honest, it would not have made a difference in the end or in the result at all, but I didn't do that. And I regret that because I fell prey to people-pleasing rather than honoring the Lord with what I felt God was calling me to do. So now, I honestly don't care as much what people think of me, and I say what's on my mind anyway. Yes, there are still some situations and some people where I still do care too much about what they think, but I'm way more outspoken now about my opinion when asked um, and sometimes when not asked, because I've learned that my perspective is valuable to me and it may be valuable to others. If it's not valuable to them, I know that I have prayed about it over my stance and that then I can feel confident. My mom is also really good about this, um, speaking up when she disagrees. And sometimes we just might not be liked for our unpopular opinion. We may be looked down upon for speaking up and following the Holy Spirit's leading. And we may create waves of tension sometimes and maybe even division when we disagree. But at the end of the day, who do I serve? 
First Thessalonians talks about this and it says, on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. The key here is, of course, making sure that we are listening to the Holy Spirit. Again, if you are actively listening to him, praying over your decisions, then you have nothing to fear. You can stand strong knowing that he will guide you to make the right choices. And although someone else may not want to hear that choice, just remember you are not serving them. I want to share one more quote from The Best Yes because it's so good. It says, when we've done what we need to do to acquire the knowledge and insight of truth, then the discernment is there. We must learn to trust and use that discernment because the more we do this, the more wisdom we acquire. So to all of my fellow people pleasers, I just encourage you to dial back on something that's in your schedule. Let the Lord lead your schedule completely. Pray about those decisions that you make and how they're going to affect you and your family and anybody else. And then also pray that the Lord will make you more bold in speaking up when needed. There are so many people who are silent these days on big issues and we need more people to be able to rise up and speak the truth, speak God's truth, whether it be to other believers or just to the world in general. And then finally, just remember that we need to make God our master, not other human beings. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. I am so glad to have had this conversation with you. I am praying that this episode was encouraging, and if it was, please consider leaving a review. This show is just getting started, and we would love to bring more people into our conversation. Sharing it with your friends and leaving a review is a great way to do that. See you next time.